Global supply chain and logistics industry leaders gather, connect, and exchange ideas at IHS Market's annual TPM conference organized by the JOC. In our new podcast series, Beyond TPM, we keep those conversations going, taking a deep dive into critical, rapidly evolving topics and the insights uncovered this year at TPM 21. I'm Alessandra Barrett, the JOC's Senior Editor for Special Projects. Today I'm speaking with Raul Alfonso, Port Tampa Bay's Chief Commercial Officer and Executive Vice President. Thanks for joining me, Raul. Thank you. It's my pleasure of being here. I love talking about Port Tampa Bay and what we're doing. Let's start today with a quick overview of the port's reach, its customers, a snapshot of Tampa Bay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For Tampa Bay, we have been the Central Florida's gateway for energy products for many, many years, as well as the cornerstone for the building and construction industry. We move steel, rebar, pipe, cement, aggregate, et cetera. So we are Florida's largest with over 3,000 acres of land. And our supply chains to the Central Florida market are indispensable for the region's growth. Now, we can't talk about growth without talking about consumer products. Lately, we are growing substantially in consumer products, which is something that is an integral part of our supply chain strategy. When we set out, said we are in an excellent position to serve Florida, our customers. The demand is very strong for new services to come directly here, Central Florida, to serve this market. And fortunately, we have been on a great pace of growth. I mean, through COVID uh, last year, right now, our container growth has been 46%. It's a modest growth with regards to the volume, but it's significant because it solidifies why are we growing? Because we are filling in needs of the shippers and distributors into the area. Let's spend a moment on that. As the third most populated state with more than 1,000 people reportedly moving there each day, Florida is the largest and fastest growing consumer market in the Southeast right now. And within the state, we have the I-4 corridor stretching from the East Coast in Daytona Beach through Orlando to the West Coast in Tampa, creating an impressive hub for warehousing and distribution. It's attracted Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy. How do you see that area of expansion playing into Port Tampa Bay's position among the nation's port options and your visions for the future? It all makes sense. The emergence of e-commerce, getting closer to the consumers, and the efficiencies that now these distribution centers can enjoy. We have direct services come to our port. Most of them are within 35, 40 minutes, less than an hour from their distribution centers. So with trucking and the trucking situation and the high fuel costs and so on, these companies can employ a single driver doing three, four round trips a day from our port. Efficiency equals savings. So with that in mind, we and our partners, for example, Ports America, the largest terminal operator, they are our partners, and we are providing efficient terminal operations, quick 
turnarounds in and out of the terminal, which are very important. We are averaging about 30 to 35 minutes for two moves coming in and out. This allows our customers to manage inventories quickly to have a better supply chain solution to the last mile to their distribution centers. And savings is very important. When you combine these efficiencies and not having to depend on distribution networks that have come and continue to come, and maybe will continue to come from three, 400 miles away into this huge market, savings are substantial. For any container, we have confirmed that savings are of $750, $800 and more per truckload, per container load. Those are significant. So all these efficiencies that we are providing are allowing our customers to grow more efficiently. And we see ourselves not as a perhaps a major player in the future, but as a efficient alternative to this market, an alternative that is needed when shippers need to diversify their supply chains and have a better management of how they're moving. Now, the turn times that you mentioned, the driver experience is a fundamental element in any effort to increase supply chain efficiency. Could you talk a little bit about what the port is doing to make those turn times more efficient? Yes, alongside our terminal operators, and and now we have two terminals, Ports America is the largest one. They are investing with us and with the state. They have installed a new Navis system to manage their terminal operations, which increases the efficiency. We are adding together a new gate complex with six truck lanes. We have expanded the terminal capacity from 300,000 containers annually. And now our goal is to reach that million mark in a few years. Together, we are investing in gantry cranes. So there will be additional gantry cranes. So we have a very solid plan along our partners. For truckers, what do they want? They want to do as many round trips as possible instead of one per day from other ports. If you are able to do three, four round trips, that's efficiency. Any other areas where you see opportunity? Florida is a major consumer market. Like I said, do you know that 80% of the trucks that come into Florida leave empty? What a great opportunity to then not only serve Central Florida, but to be able to rationalize. And if any of these shippers, they have southbound movement, like from Savannah, for example, now they can also match that and provide that driver going northbound instead of going empty. Now he's going to have cargo that is going to put money in his pocket and it's going to maximize the efficiency of that supply chain. So there is a lot of components and a lot of things that we're doing together, not only with our terminal operations, with our supply chain, the trucking companies that are here that are growing alongside the region. So it's complex. Say it has never been done before, but it is something new. When we started telling the industry, reroute your thinking, and, and what we were saying is, we know that you have this network set up. Look at us 
reroute your thinking to complement that and to better serve the market. In your position as a landlord port, what are you doing to attract more of this northbound cargo? Any initiatives or operational changes in play this year? We're very proud of the work that our team does because we are really partners with our tenants, our terminal operations. And I need to also speak of the other terminal facility, which is the Port Logistics Refrigerator Facility. Together, we built a state-of-the-art terminal that can handle all types of perishable products. They provide stevedoring services. They have USDA agriculture inspections, uh, fumigation services, all in one complex. Again, is providing an alternative to a huge market that will welcome shorter transit times and savings to their supply chains. We do all this together with our partners, and we are on a plan to really make Port Tampa Bay the best port in this region by far. And it's, it's we're just started, and I tell the team that the best is yet to come. It's not easy affecting change, but new ideas that meet the needs of the industry, that meets our customers, and that's what it's all about. So the state of Florida is very smartly invested with us in the infrastructure and the needs that we have uh, from birthing, birth extension, expansion of our yards, roads, rail connections, and that is something else that we have. We are building new Translow facilities, a new warehouse that is rail served, also to provide more market accessibility to our customers. We have a on-dock, near-dock rail intermodal and it's served by CSX Railroad. And we see that this is perhaps the next phase of the future, as well as trucking. This could be a great opportunity to load cargoes on CSX Rail northbound to different markets. So it's all about market accessibility, providing the efficiencies that the customers are looking for, they're asking for. What's on the horizon when it comes to expanding export handling? Although these days, a lot of the ocean carriers are not carrying exports or wanting because they want their boxes back. For the long run, having exports on board would just be a strong anchor for our carriers and, and our efforts. So uh, an example of that is the new Celadon plant that will be located nearby our container terminal. It offers great opportunity for logistics and the synergies between the plant, who will be a $400 million capital investment, creating over 100 new jobs. And phase one, which we project will be operational in 2023, will create up to 20,000 export containers. That is significant. Phase two, which should be online in the next couple of years after phase one, will double the export capacity to 40,000 export containers. I believe that having that near our port terminal, it will serve our future good. We're doing a lot of that type of project, thinking about our long-term future. So when it comes to meeting your customers' needs, really listening as it sounds like you're doing and helping them plan for the future, how have their priorities changed in the last two years? What are they asking for now? 
it's important to us that we know our customers, we know their needs, so we can address that and their plan, part of our plan. But for example, with the container industry as it is, what are their needs right now? They want more capacity into Port Tampa Bay. On the Trans-Pacific services, we have two direct weekly services. And should we have another one? I'm telling you, the customers are asking for more capacity here because that will provide to them escape valve from other congested ports, will diversify their supply chains, and they will be in a better position. So yes, more capacity into Port Tampa Bay. As I mentioned, we are preparing our terminals and it's all about working with them, their needs, and being a link between their distribution centers, the ocean carriers, the terminal operations, the truckers that are served, and bending over when we need to, and uh, at times, we need to, to provide them with as sufficient an operation as possible. That's what they're looking for. They, you know, they don't wanna hear about delays. They don't wanna hear about demolish of containers. They don't wanna hear that their containers are a loss. They wanna deliver because they want their containers to be not in the distribution center, the products in the hands of the retail outlets of the customers. That's important. That's what they're trusting you to do. Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to ask you to predict the future or the next big challenge, but in your planning, where are you focusing your energies? There's a lot of energy to go around here, and we are very focused on where we're heading. For us, there is not a perfect port. Everybody has a, you know, an issue that must be addressed, be it congestion because you're too successful, being because you don't have the infrastructure that is needed. But for us, Right now, we are able to handle vessels that are in the 9,500 TU range, for example. We are part of the Trans-Pacific U.S. Gulf Services with the Port of Houston, Mobile. Uh, so as they grow, we must grow. So we're following that. We have embarked ourselves in our study for, uh, it's called the GRR, for our channels to deepen. Uh, it's very important that the future of Florida, uh, of course, is of continued growth, that this port, which is so important for the region, stays in pace, not only with Florida's growth, but with the other ports in, in the Gulf. So our projects, and, and it could be a business development project, or uh, takes years to develop, take a lot of effort, a lot of collaboration, a lot of support. So. And that's down the line. Uh, right now, you know, we're not ready to handle a 15,000 or 20,000 TU vessel. But, you know, within the next few years, and I don't know, I underline few, we should be there. It, it's just too important. And our port is not only important for the container business, but because of the energy and the building and construction industry. In general, this port is building and helping to build Florida's future. So it's important, very important. Well, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation over the next few years. Thanks again for your time today, Raul. Thank you, thank you. Beyond TPM is a production of the JOC, part of the Maritime and Trade Division of IHS Market. For more news, analysis, and business intelligence for all things shipping and logistics, visit joc.com and follow us on social media.